You just have to want help. Mm. You know, you got to get past ego that says I can muscle my way through this or that. If you really want help and and there's plenty of free help out there. Yeah. There's paid help there. It depends on what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. If you've been struggling with something and trying it one way or this way or that way, there's other opportunities for growth and change. But it all starts with a desire. It mm-hmm. all starts with a surrendering. You have to be willing to let go of the old way and try a new way. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. I am a spiritual teacher, intuitive, empathic channel, animal telepath, and I am a certified hypnotherapist with a degree in clinical hypnotherapy. And that's what this podcast is all about. I have on one of my fellow graduates of the amazing HMI College. HMI is the Hypnosis Motivation Institute in uh, arguably and certainly in my opinion, the premier college for hypnotherapy in the world. Check out the show notes and you'll find a link to HMI, all remote courses and, well, course, I should say. It is a remarkable, incredible, life-changing program. If you are interested in any way, you they actually have a lot of free resources, a lot of community serviceable resources of classes and everything. So go check out HMI. I think you're going to really love my guest. He is so full of life, so full of love, so full of hope and positivity. His name is Don Robert, and he is an esteemed graduate of HMI. He graduated a little bit after me, but with all of the awards that the college gives, I mean, like all, all of them, and he's really, really just such a beautiful soul. Join me in this wonderful conversation with Don Robert. Well, I am so excited. It has been a long time coming, I feel, for us to do this because when we met back at HMI, which is Hypnosis Motivation Institute, uh, hypnotherapy college that we both attended, and we had this instant soul recognition. I know you felt Mm -hmm. it. I know you saw it. And so everyone, welcome to Charmed Live podcast, Don Robert, my fellow hypnotherapist. Thanks so much for being here, Don. Oh my God, Tricia, I absolutely agree. You're one of those um, paths that cross with individuals that turn out to be soul sisters and brothers. Um, And so even though we haven't sent any kind of exorbitant amount of time with each other, I feel that infinite connection Mm -hmm. through all time and space and love and service. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm just so thankful to be here with you. I'm getting chills right I am now. Too. I'm just so filled <laughs> with gratitude. I have nothing but the utmost respect for you and what you are doing to make the planet a better place. Mm-hmm. And and it's men and women like you that led the path for me. Uh, you were well ahead of me at HMI, and 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 you were one of those sparkling stars that that I wanted to align with. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for having me here today, and it's a privilege and an honor to share space with you. Oh. Well, that's our show because that was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much. But I I really, I really, really mean that. Like when we met, we were, we were still at HMI and I think we met in person. What? We were face to face in person in (laughs) our own space without masks. Yes, that's right. Does anybody remember a time like that? When did you graduate? (laughs) What month? Uh, October 
2020. Oh, you were you were uh, several months behind me. I graduated yes. in um in May at the very beginning of May. So mm-hmm. um so our overlap was what I don't know five or six months there I think. And uh, but I do remember so when we met it was uh in 2019 right or no, yes 2020. Yeah, I had started in in September of 19. Ah, okay. So yeah, we met in Which, 2019. It was well before quarantine. As I was completing HMI, that was when we went into quarantine and everything mm-hmm. shifted. And so, um, you know, we t- I, I mentioned the what HMI is and the introduction. And but so I think folks have a, a little bit of an idea about that. We can share some more HMI stories here in a little while. But I want everyone to get into your energy. I mean, they already are mm. because you're giving us all the feels. I got the chills at the exact same time when you said that. And just this nudge that we can do more work together, whether it's more of this, you come on the show a little bit more mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. And um, so let everyone know, just give everyone an insight into the work that you're doing or your journey, because uh, you have so much, so much to share. So I, I give you the floor. Tell us about you, Don. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, The first thing that intuitively, I'm really um, doing my best in every moment of every day of every week to literally be in the moment and trust that intuitive voice that says, hey, I know you're prepared to say something, but really what you need to say right now is that feeling that you and I just exchanged. We're several rooms away from each other. Yes, we're in the same building, (laughs) but we're literally television images to each other, television, television images to each other. And so I have only been on Zoom seeing clients and that connection can happen electronically. Yes. You do not have to physically be in the same room together to exchange and feel energy. Absolutely. And so I really want people to hear that because in in an age where nobody really feels comfortable, like you and I are in in these small spaces with masks on, and and it's not like oh I go into the building and it's free for all. Um, there is still a level of safety, especially in California, mm-hmm. uh, where our beds are limited. So I, I don't want to get into COVID talk, but I want to just really drive home that all of the work I've done as a hypnotherapist has all been on Zoom. Yeah. So you were graduating. Right. When when we had to go to quarantine Mm -hmm. and I was just turning the corner into the section called 501, which is Mm -hmm. the final section of your studies at HMI, where you start to see pro bono clients. Mm -hmm. And there was this shift. And I'm so grateful to uh, my daytime employer because they as a company made a decision to switch to Zoom just to get rid of the conference call lines because those were very expensive and Zoom isn't. Yeah, And so I was already zooming away when HMI shifted, but it was a significant shift for a lot of people. They were really uncomfortable with it. Mm. And I just dove right in head first. But that's kind of my style. Mm-hmm. Once I'm clear on the way I'm going, I go all in. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I, I have to remind myself and thank you for reminding me that it is a shift for people because I, I, st- I started my business, well, for the first like maybe month or two of my business, it was Skype still, but Zoom was mm-hmm. like really, you know, really on the heels of me starting my business. It, I don't know why it never even occurred to me to bother getting a, an in-person studio at first. Now, of course, what I'm talking about my business is, is um, doing intuitive readings and um, animal communication readings. Well, animal communication kind of preceded the intuitive reading and energy healing. But anyway, 
I, I, I don't know. I think it's also for doing intuitive reading, psychic readings, whatever. It's doing it over the phone has always been something that has been a part of that. So, right. And I was just like, oh, well, I prefer to also see them. And then I'm, yeah. I'm going to do a website. Then, you know, that means, which everyone has to do a website. That means anyone, I can connect with anyone. I want to do a podcast. That means anyone can. So to me, it was all very natural. Right. And um, then when this all hit, it was it's kind of funny because I have, you know, maybe have some pe- friends or, or connections or students and and they're like, you know, much younger than me. And they're like, I don't know how to do the Zoom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's really no respecter of age. <laughs> this no. whole, There are people no. who are my age, older, younger, and it's like your comfort with it is it just it's the experience with it or the comfort with it is just your context it really doesn't actually i don't know why this is coming up but maybe that's it because that's where we are and real talk we're not done with this situation yet y'all and no. it's going to be a little bit longer and yes there's vaccine and yes but it's going to be a while and there's going to be a second another or third whatever wave of it so maybe this can help us because i think it is important for us to feel that connection and I'm I'm glad. So that so you're saying your company, your day job, actually shifted before quarantine. So you already started. Correct. You had some comfort going with it. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, back in 2018. Actually. Oh, amazing! Well, and it you, was you know yeah. one of those corporate decisions about saving money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I really believe you know you your your whole business is charmed life. Yeah. And um, I've I've collected some nicknames along the way. I have lived this kind of. Um, bulletproof life Mm. i have gone through i I don't know how i'm alive first of all i've been in severe car accidents i've i i've smoked enough cocaine to kill a couple of cows like i i don't know how i'm here other than god had bigger plans for me Mm -hmm. and so um my whole attitude and my whole um being is about being of service yeah uh I, i stood in my living room in seattle a couple of years ago I've, I've, I've only been back in L.A. for uh, two years in April, and I, I had just finished. Uh, I'd gone through a block of time, about a year and a half, where my meditation practice really took off. I've been meditating for, for 30 years. Amazing. Um, but it really went to a different level where I felt connected to spirit. Yeah. And, and in that quiet moments and time, whether it was five minutes or 20, um, I was getting messages back on what to do. Yeah. And so I started asking specifically what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then one morning I stood up in my living room. I had this beautiful picture windows. It was, there was snow outside. It doesn't snow very often in Bellevue, Washington, where I lived. You say Seattle because it's like saying LA, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I stood up with my arms above and I said, God, I'll go anywhere and do anything in your name. Amen. And then uh, literally a couple of months later through several different steps. I mean, that alone is the whole session story right but it's this being led and listening to the intuitive voice Mm -hmm. and then having the courage and really it comes down to faith Mm -hmm. i'm a christian man Mm -hmm. i've been a spiritual being for a very long time but currently uh if you're if you're looking at me on a dating site i'm a christian (laughs) (laughs) um and i got adult baptized right before i moved Wow. So in in January of of 19 I got adult baptized and then literally 9 months later I'm at HMI. I Amazing. moved my entire life down birthed, to Los Angeles nine to be closer months, to my that's children. Like you birthed a whole new you. You gestated for 9 months and then you 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I've been at different times in my life I've been gestating. Yeah, it's um 
I keep going back into the cocoon and then I come back out and I merge and um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful for that. The growth is is sometimes uh, a little painful. Uh, it's certainly uncomfortable, um, but I also have the experience of being on the other side. So I know the work's worth it. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's the energy I bring to my clients. Mm. Um, there's a there's a level of, of willingness, open-mindedness and honesty that has to be present. There has to be that desire. I was just talking to some people about this in a coaching opportunity. You have to have the desire to do it. Yes. Like, will hypnotherapy work for you? I don't know. Do you want it to? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to start there. And then you have to be open to a new experience. It's not magic. It's not hocus pocus. It's not the movie stuff. It's therapeutic. It's clinical. I have a clinical degree in hypnotherapy. I've have over 1300 hours of study. I have over several hundred hours of client time. Like I have developed a very certain set of skills that have been part of my life along the different paths. Now I have a vehicle, right? We we call them in in the school at HMI modalities. I have different techniques to use. Um, and what's happened is I've just kind of created this really wonderful uh, rhythm that people are responding to. I have severe anxiety clients that that were having panic attacks four or five times a week, waking up at, in the middle of the night thinking they're going to die, that mm. down to zero. Amazing. I love with, it. With simple, simple tools that I've learned at HMI and, and yeah. my mentors. It's so true, you know. You do the work, but the the interesting thing is, is that even the work itself isn't work in the sense of what we do in this life. Like the things that we do that we don't like because we have to make the money. It's, it's actually, it's romancing and it's engaging with yourself, with your subconscious mind or, you know, your own spirit, your own energy. And so when you get past, when, when you can dip into it even a little bit, it, it helps. And, you know, people, if you're doing your own personal practice, you're starting to meditate, which meditation is self-hypnosis. It's in the category of hypnosis. And at first, it, I, and no one told me this at first when I was trying to learn to meditate on my own. And I thought, well, I can't meditate because I sat down and tried for five minutes and nothing happened. Or right. maybe I'd, I eventually I tried it a few times. And then one of those 10 minute sessions, this is years and years ago, I had like 30 seconds of meditation and I felt like I quantum leapt like for the rest of the week. And it was just 30 seconds of having relief from mm. that conscious mind that that ego voice. And I don't yes. mean arrogant when I say ego, I mean the voice that is the creation of the conscious mind, the things that are already known, the thing that is non-present, you're talking about presence, the thing that is talking about the past and the future and always missing the place where God is, which is now and only now. Mm -hmm. And that 30 seconds, I was like, how do I get back there? I've had clients who did ayahuasca or, and then they were, they come to me and they're like, I don't know how to get back there without, you know, ayahuasca again, because, you know, their whole, their spiritual practice or their understanding where that door was, wasn't set up yet. But no one had told me that you actually have to condition yourself for meditation or hypnosis in the same way that you are completely conditioned for the, the whole 25, 35, 45, however old you are years to be out of the the connection with that energy of your subconscious mind. What a blessing it is, right? Well, you know this. You've had meditation practice for 30 years, so you've known about it for a long time. 
Yeah, I, uh, it goes back to um, my affiliation with sobriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I yeah. got sober was in uh, 5786. Mm-hmm. So when people get sober, they they really imprint that yeah. date. Yeah. And that, so that significant date started my introduction to looking at myself, yes. which is really um, such a blessing. And it's been an interesting path. I, I'm currently 26 years sober. So if you do Woo! a quick math, the, fir- I, the first sobriety date is not the current sobriety date. The, fir- the current sobriety date is an angel date. It's 111.95. Beautiful. And 111 has always been a really special number for me mm-hmm. and my mom. My mom, love you, mom. Um, two years ago in, this month, she passed. Um, and we would always see 111 or 1111 on the, back in the old days when we had digital clocks. And I always wondered why. And then I knew about like angels and all this and then it just was like boom it clicked and it was it's uh so this path that i've been on i've worked it's really where i honed my skills of taking a therapeutic approach to being a sponsor yes so part of that those sobriety programs is working with others for fun and for free it's there's no charge it's it's very 100 percent self-help Right. Yes. Um, and there's a book we use that's a that's a wonderful guide. And and that book and and, and that program has, has absolutely transformed my life. And and the one on one. Coaching therapy, it's 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 called sponsor. Right. But there's uh, there's certain things that happen when when you're working one on one with somebody in it. And I just have this natural therapeutic approach and uh I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. This is not ego. This is this is not. I'm not responsible for anyone's sobriety, and I'm certainly not responsible if they relapse. Right. But I will tell you, at one point, the ten men that I was sponsoring, none of them have relapsed. Oh, it's wonderful. I you love know, that because so the work. There was one thing I wanted to share about how I feel about the work, mm-hmm. uh, because that that word gets thrown around. And I'm really glad that you spoke about this. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm responsible to do the footwork, which just means to walk, to yes. move forward, to walk with purpose and direction and pay attention to the signs. I'm constantly asking for God to inspire my thinking, my intuitions, my direction, my path. And then it's my responsibility to pay attention, right? Yes. I was talking to a client yesterday. I said, listen, we have to be on the lookout. We have to watch, mm-hmm. pay attention to where you are and what you're saying and the what you're doing and then you can kind of see oh wait there's some selfishness creeping up i want or there's this coming up and really that bleeds into kind of one of the biggest tools that i give my clients is this this ability to interrupt the fight or flight syndrome which we're all experiencing on a daily basis yeah. i experienced it pulling up to your studio <laughs> my anxiety was like i was vibrating so i'm a pretty <laughs> high vibration guy to begin with and I got a couple of cups of coffee in me and I'm like getting nervously excited to be here with you and share space and let God direct the conversation and it's all about breath Mm. so I use something called tactical breathing Uh, people have heard of box breathing it's just a rhythm and tactical breathing is used by the Navy SEALs to interrupt that fight or flight pattern that kicks up Right. That we're all that primitive fight or flight that comes up. Yeah. And you think about stress as a Navy SEAL. So they do a four count in through the nose. 
hold it at the top for two and then blow it out of your mouth for another four count. I say to my clients, blow it through like you're blowing air through a straw. So it helps them slow down a little, mm-hmm. even more so, right? Because yeah. it's it's kind of easy to be in this rush pattern in the beginning if you're not used to it. And I also use an anchor that I've given myself in self-hypnosis so that I'm connecting the body and the mind, yes. right? So the body is my fingers. The mind is my belief system around what this breathing technique is going to do. And I share it freely. That's my gift of the day. Mm. Uh, I posted about it on social media this morning while I was in the studio uh, because it's it. it I have no anxiety right now whatsoever. Yes. Right. I mean, like we've we've learned and we learned this all about the parasympathetic nervous system and many of the modalities that we learned in HMI. Parasympathetic is kind of the um, like the, the, the little the little nickname for it is rest and digest. And then Mm -hmm. the sympathetic is capable of being the fight or flight or, you know what I mean? Like being activated in that way. So fight, fight, rest and digest are kind of the nicknames for those. And they cannot be activated at the same time. That's the first thing to know. The Mm -hmm. second thing to know is that the sympathetic, which is the fight, flight, cannot be active when you are breathing slowly, deeply, easily, consciously. They, They don't, it's oil and water. So yeah, it's, they can't coexist. So talk exactly. about magic. We actually have a magical tool. The interesting thing, though, is that we have to really commit to allow ourselves to do the breathing. And sometimes when we're activated in fight flight, we we don't want to leave it because it because the belief that is activated is that this is necessary in order for me to survive. And it's yes. probably not true because you're probably not being chased by a lion. You know, that's that's when that's the lifestyles that we lead. We really don't need fight flight hardly ever unless you're being chased down or someone is trying to hurt someone that you love or you're about to get into a car accident. You know, those things, those are real. That's real. Yeah. But, you know, when we're just sitting we're lying in bed and we're like, oh, no, am I going to make rent? You you actually are not under threat. That's just those beliefs going somewhere else. But we have to commit to allow ourselves to, I mean, love ourselves into be able to do that breathing. And then it just, it is magical. It, it is a magical tool, I think, that we just, it's, it's natural though. Yeah. That's what's so cool. Magic is natural. <laughs> yeah. And some of the focus work that I've done is this, this kind of split second moment right before the fight flight mm-hmm. and, and how to really mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, right, if you're watching, and you see something that you you're going to you're about to get anxious there is a leap to the breath which leads to what is called the pause mm-hmm. and i i use the power of the pause the pop yeah um because it's an easy acronym to remember if you can tie that that calm breath feeling to an, a physical anchor here's here's the key and milton erickson figured this out right he was mm-hmm. this brilliant doctor psychologist and hypnotherapist mm-hmm. which was at the time right where i mean god we're talking a long time ago, he figured out the power of the subconscious mind was a hundred times more powerful than you trying to think your way through that process I just talked about. Yes. Right. Thinking by being aware is is good, but being able to interrupt your own fight or flight is really hard. So when we do this with hypnosis and you bypass the critical mind and get deep into those those knowns. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are known associations. And you can associate this pattern and interrupt it with the thought that is in the subconscious mind. You have an automatic response. It's like driving home, feeling kind of zoned out. And you're like, 
I don't even remember putting my blinker on to get off the exit, right? Yeah. It's like that, but you can use that for good. Yes. So uh, it's really exciting to be able to give people real tools that they can use during a, a time when people are stressed out, extremely stressed out. Yes, absolutely. And and find out and to to be present so that you can see what the opportunities are. I mean, we just talked about one opportunity, which is to be able to be in connection with people. We're learning, you know, like your company was had a forethought, the, your day job company had forethought in 2018 to, to eliminate some costs, to eliminate and, and be more efficient. You know, efficiency is is better. I mean, inefficiency is a waste of energy. It knots up energy. And that means whether it's inefficient thought, inefficient um, activity. And I mean, sometimes, you know, like you can make inefficiency into something that is benefit beneficial. Like my old job, my old muggle job, they were very inefficient. I would have to drive like three hours to have a 10 minute meeting. And that was ridiculous, you know, totally inefficient. But I was like, fine, that's their choice. It's their money. I'm going to listen to a, a you know a podcast. I'm going to listen to a spiritual. I'm going to I'm going to feed my spirit while I'm driving in the car. So I made it for myself. I kind of was able to redeem it. So we have the power to do that as well. But I think efficiency is is a way to become more present as well. Because when we are present, when we are breathing easily, when we are calm and relaxed as opposed to stressed and or depressed because we are Mm. really we have a lot of beliefs that we have been conditioned by all of our upbringing that being stressed out and being and sometimes even being like in shame like all of that is pious and it means that you're trying really hard and it almost is not even results oriented (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like feel really bad and then you'll be off the hook for things right Mm. (laughs) Right. Uh, you said muggle. I have to point out that I have the Deathly Hollows on my on my body. Oh, <laughs> you do it. Tattooed what? on my body. Me? Yeah. <laughs> my my daughters uh, had all the books, read them all. We've we've gone to the Orlando and Los Angeles uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's uh, I appreciate the muggle comment. So yeah, uh, that's we, pretty cool. We, we say that a lot because I work with people a lot of you know like programs that i'm doing where we're actually helping people to open their intuitive abilities and they often many of them will become like readers you know they'll they'll start a spiritual based business and so there's this transition between what we call the muggle job and (laughs) you know what i mean like the heart-centered job so yeah you know that's 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 a tendency that we we have so so you talked about your meditation practice and you've added self-hypnosis in addition to your meditation. How about that? What is, well, I wanted to ask you anything more about your personal spiritual practice. And then, so if you want to talk about that, but I also want to ask you about how to, how to explain, how would you explain to the people who are watching or listening, this is meditation, this is health, self-hypnosis, or how can they start to utilize more hypnotic techniques in their meditation. Is that something you you've talked about, you do talk about with your clients? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a a, a crawl walk run process. Yeah. Um in in my experience and and you know, I'm not been doing this for 20 years, so mm-hmm. uh, by no means am I the expert in this, but it, I do have experience with it. So, um really the what the crawl looks like is I literally was taught how to let go of any preconceived notions. That's the first step in meditation, right? Right. Because you think you got a certain position you have to sit in or you have to do do some chanting thing or whatever you've picked up along the way around this idea of 
of mindfulness or meditation. And the first tool I was given is really simple to pay attention to the nose hairs being tickled as I would breathe in through my nose. And what we're really trying to do what the mantra is with 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 the beads, you know, that everybody wears those mala beads, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're actually 108 of those beads and they're meant to be 108 prayers, which is a mantra that's mm-hmm. said out loud or quietly to yourself. I've done some of that as well. And the the what we're really doing is giving the monkey mind something to do. Yeah. Because we want to get away from the trap which is Oh, my God, I got that report due on now. So it's Sunday afternoon. You're going to sit down and meditate. But all you can think about is Monday and and going back to the grind and going back to that boss that you don't want to work for and blah, 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 blah. Right. And so your mind is racing and there's no room to slow down. And so giving yourself something to do, a mantra or paying attention or something physical allows you to just slow down enough. And the old the whole idea is to slow down and be able to communicate with what you believe in. Yeah. And and it's like when you slow down, if you're giving that monkey mind something to do, it's like it was the master. That's why you're Sunday, you know, thinking about Monday afternoon or even it's this long until the next time I don't have to go into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you've become the master. It was the master. If you say, hey, here's a mantra and here's some you the position, the the power dynamic has changed. And you the seer and the you know, that that then you start to your real self starts to come more. The shift. Absolutely. The shift. Yeah. So 100%. that's and here's here's the end game. This is for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what I've shared with others. The end game is really about prayer is talking to God. Yeah. and Meditation is listening. Yeah. And if I want an answer, I have to be willing to ask and sit quietly for the answer. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it right away, I ask God to give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And and my, one of my spiritual friends said to me, let's let's make sure we tell God to make it a big sign so we don't miss it. Right. <laughs> or, so, or do it three times or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and funny, you mentioned three times. There mm-hmm. were three signs that popped up about me having to speak up about moving back to California because mm-hmm. there was an ask involved. There was a lot of cost involved yeah. that the company absorbed and moved me with with joy because of the producer I am. So, mm-hmm. but it took three separate little tiny sign, yeah. and I was like, I think that's a sign. And then the second time, I turned to one of my friends that I, that I worked with, and I said, uh, I think that's the sign. But it was very um, risky to speak up and say, Hey, I want to be moved from the current position I'm in that you enjoy how I work in my production. And I want to move down here to be closer to my children. Uh, There was risk involved with that. And the third sign, it made it very clear. And I spoke up and I spoke from a place of heart centered truth. And it was well received. The president of the company said, I would love to do that for Don. Mm. And it was like, There was no way, Trisha, no way. And then all of a sudden there was a way. And that's my life in a nutshell. How I ended up at HMI is such a fluke. It's not really, though, because I was thinking about going back to school to finish my psychology degree, get my master's degree. And I did a little research about the time and effort involved in getting a master's degree and as a licensed marriage family therapist. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot, it's a lot of, of hours. Time and-, and also maybe, I mean, and it depends. I mean, you. Ha- I feel like it's it's great if you can love all of it. For me, I didn't want to go in and kind of learn some things that that were 
that were the, the technology was a bit slower and that's okay. I mean, we need that as well, but is it aligned with me? That's why I didn't at the time, at least who knows, maybe, maybe when I'm 55, I'm going to go get my <laughs> psych degree. Right. But that's where I, I am. You know, right there now. was some pride involved in that, you know, mm-hmm. that I started something I didn't finish. Cause I, I, I took off to LA from Florida where I was at, um, uh, a, a university studying psychology to chase the dream of being an actor, um, you know, I got my claim to fame as being in a Taco Bell commercial with the Chihuahua. Nice. The Taco Bell. That's and amazing. I, That's a national spot, dude. <laughs> yeah. It ran for one cycle. I was so bummed out. I oh. made a boatload of money. It ran for a once. month. They didn't sell the, the whatever the Gordita Revolution was the theme. And it didn't sell as fast as they wanted. Shoot. And then my real, my real claim to fame is I was on an X Files episode, <gasps> and I'm a huge X Files fan. What, what kind of? Were you a, a like a co-star? I played. Or a guest I star? believe it or not, I played a black ops. I didn't have a speaking part, but okay. I was in. A, I was in a full shot with one of the guest stars, uh, mm-hmm. playing a black ops guy, throwing this guy up against the wall, and my boss gives me the nod, and I grab his head and push it against the wall, and there's like a two shot of me and the the co-star. And I was like, it just was being on that set, though. And, yeah. and Jillian was just such a sweetheart. Um, one of my friends was actually dating her at the time. So uh, but then, I, you know, life took another shift. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I went with the flow. I had to go where I was being directed mm-hmm. and, and go through the next phase of my development, uh, which was another challenge in life. So talk. tell me about your coaching. So coaching basically developed out of being a sponsor is that yeah so what thank you for that Mm yes so to bring it back to center um so i'm i'm meeting weekly Mm -hmm. with with these men um and i've sponsored a couple of women but usually the the sexes stay together yeah um and so i'm meeting with them we're we're doing some reading we're we're i'm i'm asking god to to inflect where uh, a thought pops up to talk about or ask about how did that transpire in your life, Trisha, and get you talking about you. And there's mm-hmm. there's this identification thing that happens. And then one of the the parts of that process is a moral inventory. Yeah. And then the sharing of it, right? There's a big moment in, in anyone in his recovery and working any kind of a 12-step program where this admission to another person of your grosser faults and handicaps and wrongs. And in that sharing moment, something happened naturally for me. I call it, I developed a therapeutic approach to sobriety. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the clients that I work with today are people from sobriety that have extenuating, Bill Wilson called them the daily clamors, the noise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the noise doesn't go away just because you go through the steps. There's mm-hmm. some deeper work to get that needs to be done. And there's mm-hmm. a mention in the book about seeking outside help. And my sponsor and I have talked about this at length. And so I'm I'm really good with where I'm at with that. And this wonderful thing happened where I was able to assist these men in getting to some real deeper truths without any real training other than this God-given talent that I've been provided. I mean, it took me 56 years to find out what I was supposed to do, but I'm so grateful that it happened at all, that I was willing to seek it, right? That standing up and offering myself. Mm-hmm. I ended up at a hypnotherapy college. There, there, I mean, I had known of it because uh, my children's mother went to the school. So yes. there, there was it was in my realm. And then I, I used to do this Don's Daily Driver thing when I was driving out to Riverside from Santa Monica when I was working at this other company. And 
And I, one of the videos, I actually mentioned hypnotherapy, like getting a checkup for your brain. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting that I ended up where, where I ended up. But I ended up where I, I am 100% clear that this is what God wants me to do with my life. Yeah. And, and with the coaching is right, right? Because I think you, you kind of put those together, hypnotherapy and coaching. Yeah. So what happened is uh, this, this idea of going back to school to be a therapist came up and then I was like, mm, I don't think so. And so mm-hmm. I just kept praying and, and I came across this group called Mind Valley. They're out yes. there, search them. It's a great group with this guy, Vishon, mm-hmm. and I probably butchered his name. But I took some free courses that they offer. And one of them was this woman from Britain uh, who did a hypnotherapy session, recorded it. I watched it on YouTube and it moved me to tears. I had mm-hmm. this incredible experience with it. Do you remember and what was, her name is? So the folks are probably like, I want to get what we moved to tears. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of her name is Marissa Peer. Perfect. Uh, Peers, yeah. Peers, Peers. Yeah. So, so she's self-proclaimed Britain's number one hypnotherapist. Okay. She's a pretty dynamic lady. Great. Um, she's got her own program and all that. It's it's mm-hmm. way different than HMI. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so I don't remember. It was. Um, oh, that's fine. Over, folks can. It was like you two know, years ago. Do some I research. The, I probably have it saved in my my library in YouTube. But um, that led me to. I just called HMI. And I talked to this guy, Mario, who now (laughs) is a dear friend who, you know, if you ever meet Mario and you don't fall in love with him, there's something wrong. (laughs) He's the most lovable, kind man ever. And so Mario Pescatore is his name. And he is going to be coming on the show as well. And we talked to coordinated, so haven't. And Cheryl's and Cheryl is also coming on. Cheryl O'Neill. And George has George Kappas, who is the director of the school, is uh, we're planning to we just haven't been able to coordinate, but George Kappas will be coming on. We're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing a lot of HMI up in this (laughs) charmed life in a bit. Very nice. (laughs) So uh, interesting story about that decision though. So the 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 dominoes I call them they mm-hmm. they started to line up and one fell over which is uh you know the spiritual practice and being a seeker and I I find Mind Valley I watch this video about weight loss and I watch this video about speed reading and then I watch this video about hypnotherapy and I'd never done hypnotherapy but I've done a lot of what would be considered not normal or odd practices i've I've done uh a lot of uh vision quests in in the red road with uh native american spirituality uh i've dug a hole and been in it all night and they call it the hole in the ground uh all all for the purpose of getting closer to the truth of my relationship with uh this power greater than self that i call god yeah for simple sake right right um and so there was a moment when it became real. I'm filling out the financial stuff with Richard in the back office. And I'm like, okay, this isn't free. Like, are, do you really want to do this? Is this is this it for you? And I, I said, hey, I need a minute. I went into the stairwell and I got quiet. And it wasn't, there was no clear answer. And so I told him I had to I had to go home and think about it. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know the next day. Because the, the class was starting on Monday and this was a Saturday. And so I, I, uh, I spoke to my guy. I got clear. And 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 pulled the trigger and then was just all in from day one. Yeah. And and I got to tell you, the atmosphere, the love. You talk about love, like love and service. Yes. That's what this whole thing is about. That's Absolutely. what I'm about. Mm-hmm. My motto for years is, how can I help? Mm-hmm. And not just because it sounds good. How may I be I a really blessing? Want to. I like I like how may I be a blessing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I get to the HMI and like right on the wall, it's suit up. Right. 
show up, succeed. And I'm like, I'm home. <laughs> There's this coaching that starts in 80. Like by the end of 86, I was uh, sober long enough that I started to work with others and and there's this giving, right? It's yeah. for fun and for free, and and you're really just there to pass on what's been freely given to you, mm-hmm. right? Your experience, strength, and hope, and that hopes that someone else can recover from this horrific yeah. s- disease uh, yeah. called alcoholism. Um, and so that led to uh, I got a job uh, in sales, and and I started a career, and I've been in sales for now over twenty years. I've been a a reg- I'm currently a regional sales manager. I've been a regional general manager. I've, I, I've really done quite well for myself mm-hmm. um, because I work hard uh, and and I show up. I suit up and I show up and I succeed. And and within there, I took this experience that I was having working with others as a sponsor into working with others as a guide. Okay, Tricia, where are you stuck in the sales cycle? Where are you like, so there's a funnel that we go over. Mm -hmm. We talk about the different stages. I get into the details. I'm using this therapeutic thing that's happening naturally that I, I mean, I have a degree in uh, uh, communications, but you know, duh, I'm a great communicator, Um, (laughs) but, but I don't have like any special certifications or skills in specifically in how to drill down. It's just by the the way I've been taught and and coached myself. Mm -hmm. I've been blessed with amazing mentors myself in my life and coaches. And so this kind of dotted line experience is working with others in, in sobriety. And now I'm like coaching for a living, being paid to produce, to help other people produce. And then the dotted line continues with the sobriety, continues with the coaching. And then all of a sudden I had people coming to me on a personal level saying, hey, can we talk about this? And all of a sudden, uh, I turned into a life coach. Yeah. And so I'm a certified life coach. And then several years ago, I was doing keto and I lost a bunch of weight. And all of a sudden, 10 people out of nowhere, like, you know, everybody wants to know when you lose weight, how'd you lose weight? Yeah. Right. And like, how did you do it? And I'm really good at specifics. I'm really good with planning. I'm really good with moving people through obstacles. You can get through obstacles. Usually they're self-propelled obstacles, right? Yeah. They're in your own mind. They're not real. They're just perceived. And when you work with the mind, we have some wonderful tools we've we've learned at HMI. And so HMI really was kind of the culmination of everything that had like this path. It's kind of like knocking on the door at Oz, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. It really was that magical for me uh, right from the beginning. I, me too. I just, HMI was just like, it's interesting because I, like you were talking about your, was it called Don Drives? What is it? <laughs> oh, it's, well, what's funny is my ex-wife's boyfriend at the time used to call it Don's Dangerous Driving because I was literally, I didn't have a mount. I'm like literally holding my phone like this and, and I'm driving on the free, and I was on like seven freeways to get to Riverside. It's yeah. just horrible. And, you know, if you drive around in L.A., you know, it's it's like a death trap on the freeway sometimes. <laughs> and and I'm literally recording these kind of one, two minute snippets. I, I was doing a, a day of the a word of the day. I would ask uh-huh. for inspiration in the morning and then I would shoot a video around that day. 
Yeah. And and just kind of share my thoughts about a minute and a half. This is before TikTok and Instagram and Reels and all all the things that we have now. And it was being uploaded to uh, YouTube. So there's a Don's Daily Driver YouTube channel if you want to get a chuckle <laughs> about early days of Don. But there's some brilliance in there where it's not me trying to get attention, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times I, uh, I'm about to post something. It's like, what's my intent? Yes. What am I trying to share here? Am I looking for likes? Because if I am, I'm I'm blowing it. That's not right. So I've stopped looking at likes. I, it's just about what comes to me that I want to share with you. And I can meet I can meet and reach so many more yous electronically today than ever before. I know. So it's what so a blessing great. we have this network of opportunities to connect. We just we were talking about social media uh, on a phone call the other day and yeah, just like mm. trying to find our place in it. It's something. So my business partner and best friend, her name's Crystal Ann Compton, and we have a we have a, a spiritual business program that it, we're going to be giving in the summer. It's actually uh, the Enlightened Entrepreneur. That's the name of the program. And we talk cool. a lot about that. We talk a lot about how to market authentically and how to do social media because it's but like a, when we were talking about the other day, it's like you have to do it because it's service. You have to do it from your heart. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's not even going to work for you because you are a heart driven person, period. End of end of story. I just continue to stay in flow. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I use in life. That's one of the things I preach to my people is just stay in flow. Keep that momentum going. This isn't about I hit my number. I'll relax for the rest of the month. Like, no, no. That you might think it's about your number. It's not. It's about your life. Uh, I have another kind of mantra that I give people is I'm open and available to receive. And I add God's grace if if you're so inclined. But I'm open and available to receive blessings. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to be open. I'm, I'm a big imagery guy. I use a lot of NLP, which yeah. is neuro linguistic programming, which is what uh, Erickson used. But um, I use that kind of in the cognitive portion. Mm-hmm. I use that every day. I, you know, I, yeah. the, my my day job currently knows me as the NLP guy. So, um, <laughs> what what I've really found is so powerful is imagery in mm-hmm. hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Joe Tabanella is my NLP guy, and Cheryl O'Neill, you mentioned, is mm-hmm. my imagery uh, person and. I love Cheryl and Joe mm-hmm. so much. I love Me everybody too. at HMI. It's Me like, too. you know, to just gush on one person. I'm a gusher, right? It's like I gush openly because they've been in, so impactful into my life. And uh, so one of the simple imageries is this staircase. It's yeah. it kind of a, a symbolic uh, staircase deeper into your subconscious. And we bring our clients to the top of that staircase while they're in hypnosis, which is really just a deep meditative state, people. Mm-hmm. It's not hocus pocus, but there is yeah. some magic. There actually is some magic there in there. <laughs> and so at the top of the staircase, like, I don't know if I heard somebody else do it. I don't know if I had an intuitive thought, but like I had a moment when I was working with pro bonos that I said, because we're talking about your higher self up there, right? That this, mm-hmm. this, the, you know, if you're, you're lacking self-confidence, you're this confident trim fit, right? You create this image that they t- attach to in their subconscious. And I came up with this mirror. I said, mm-hmm. just turn to your right and you can see a full length mirror. And I start talking about the image, mm. the image that they can see is them, but there's something inexplicably different. There's like a little twinkle in the eye. There's this maybe a little smile. Maybe you can feel it on your own face right now. Just a little smile. And what you're looking at is your, your true self, yeah. your highest self. 
And then based on the notes that I took, I take very good notes during the the cognitive portion of the sessions. Mm -hmm. And I highlight key words and phrases that Mm -hmm. I'm going to feed back to them as that mirror image because they they've told me that's what they want. That's what they're going for. My special set of skills is you telling me about a problem and then me being able to turn it around and get you to admit what would be the answer. Right. Because if you can tell me and then I can tell you in hypnosis, bam, we got magic, baby. (laughs) Right. So I don't know why all that came up. I love it. uh, I like that you said admit to admit what the answer is. To the, pro- to the solution. I liked that a lot. It's because uh, I was just, when you said that for some reason, I saw, you know, in the Zoom calls and there's a waiting room and you have to admit them. It's like, let that answer in. It's buried inside you. It is. You have it. You have everything that you need. Admit it. Yeah. <laughs> let it in. Let it do its magic. Let your own energy, let your own, you know, capacity for all of this, for, you know, to do what it knows how to do. I want to say, I want to talk about is as we wrap up, because I, this synchronistically came to mind a couple nights ago, my husband and I were watching old nineties videos and we're watching red hot chili peppers. And it was, uh, the time when I think Anthony Kiedis was trying to get clean and John mm-hmm. Frusciante definitely was not. And mm-hmm. I was just looking at these men and I know Kiedis did get clean. I don't know if he still is, but I was just, I was like really empathizing with how I was like, it's hard for me to, if I've eaten, if I've eaten cookies three nights in a row, it's hard for me to not eat it the fourth night because I have a habit going already. But the draw and the, and you know, of, of breaking addiction or alcoholism, that must be, I just admire people that are able to move on to a path of recovery and recovery is a spiritual path. The, I love 12 steps. The 12 step system is a therapeutic spiritual journey. And so it just came to mind right now that I wanted to say that if you are in any way feeling like whether it's something as strong as addictions to drugs or alcohol, or if it's some other kind of habit that is not serving you, that what you're doing is you're just opening yourself up to a new, brilliant, higher path of spirituality rather than it being because we tend to think of starting new habits or breaking old habits as painful, as difficult, and unsurmountable, right. especially with something as heavy and and all-encompassing as, you know, real addictions. But what you're doing is you're giving yourself into the hands of God or, you know, spirit, universe. And if you have a facilitator, whether it's a hypnotherapist or a sponsor, they're just holding your hand and being your guide because they've gone down the path and you're just starting a new spiritual practice, a new wonderful spiritual practice. Can you comment on that? I just, I felt like I had to say it because the synchronicity was just too great two nights ago. And then here you are on a, on a spiritual path that has the centering of that recovery piece. What do you think about all of that, that I just said? I had to channel it out a bit. (laughs) So as you, you said, as we wrap up and my first thought was, no, (laughs) it's not an hour already. That can't be. Yeah. I think we've Uh, got a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. Even. Um, There's a lot to unpack there, what you just said. So let me, I, what I imagined was these little jumps of bridges, right? Which is, uh, it it all starts, I I can only speak from my own experience Mm -hmm. and my experience with count with others. Mm -hmm. And it starts with a moment of surrender. Yes. You have to have that moment of surrender Mm -hmm. in order to be available to the idea that there's a a power greater than yourself that's going to meet you there. 
meet, meet you, you at there your and, and bring mm-hmm. you through the rest of the process, which is this uncovering, discovering, and discarding mm-hmm. of the old self and stepping into this new self, this recreation of yourself. It's it's real. It's a really powerful experience, and um, my experience with this therapeutic approach to sobriety, I want to be very clear that I don't work with clients or coach anyone to use hypnotherapy to quit drinking. Mm -hmm. It is a bolt-on service. Exactly. It is for the deeper-rooted stuff that comes out. Mm -hmm. This, uh, This irritable, restless, discontented typically goes away with the 12-step process, Mm -hmm. but sometimes there's some stuff that just lingers. Mm -hmm. And hypnotherapy, I found, can really adjust the way that you respond to that discomfort, kind of like what you're talking about with this power of the pause, right? Mm -hmm. And that really simple breathing technique, interrupting that parasympathetic situation, the sympathetic, right, where you're Mm -hmm. feeling like I was in the car. Yeah. And with some of the right tools, you can eliminate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that, like yeah. living life without stress and worry, even though there's stress and worry in the world. It's amazing. And, and one one last thing I want to say, yeah. it's about responding to life, yeah. not reacting. Absolutely. And some of these tools that we can help people with a spiritual practice, meditation, um, mindfulness, and mostly hypnotherapy, I, that's been the game changer for me with people mm-hmm. I work with is the hypnosis portion. Yep. I'm really good at talk therapy, but talk therapy only gets you so far in my personal opinion and experience. The okay. game changer, as Milton Erickson figured out, is hypnosis. There's a study that I, I don't know how how much validity there is to it, but a lot of hypnotherapists quote it that somebody did a study, I think in 2011, that there was something like, I'm paraphrasing, 300 CBT cognitive behavioral therapy sessions to six hypnotherapy. Now, how you could even know that, and it's obviously a statistical average at best, but it's pretty radical. <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> to yeah. even ponder that. Yeah. 100%. Because with with CBT, with just traditional therapy, it depends on the, the, the counselor as well. It depends on the therapist 100% because they may be working with all with many other modalities that are actually are hypnotherapeutic. Um yes. But it could be just kind of working things out in that conscious mind and looping and looping and negotiating mm-hmm. with the conscious mind. But we got to get into that subconscious where spirit is so that we can do the real shifting because that's where the that's how creation happens. Yeah, that's where know, the automatic reaction to life comes from. Do you know who Neville Goddard is? I don't know that. Name. Oh, you got to read Neville Goddard. He is All a right. teacher and author. He's passed now. Uh, feeling is the secret. And that's your homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a, it's actually a really short book. It is so okay. densely packed and you will love it. And everyone else, Neville Goddard, Feeling is the Secret. And that's a really short book, but he has tons of other books and lectures and all of that. So, well, Don, this has been so amazing. I know it, it flies by. It flew by for me. Any yeah. last thoughts or words as we conclude this conversation? I really first want to thank you for this time spent together. Uh, it flew by. <laughs> um, the you just have to want help. Mm. You know, you got to get past ego that says I can muscle my way through this or that. If you really want help, and and there's plenty of free help out there. Yeah. There's paid help. There, it depends on what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. If you've been struggling with something and trying it one way or this way or that way, 
there are other modalities. We use this word modalities. There's other opportunities for growth and change, but it all starts with a desire. It mm-hmm. all starts with a surrendering. You have to be willing to let go of the old way and try a new way. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank much. you so much for that. And we have all of Don's, uh, we have all of Don's information in the show notes, in the description. And um, well, we got to do this again real soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure to be with you. And God bless everybody out there. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Please do remember that the links for many of the things that we mentioned are in the description, in the show notes. I invite you to like, subscribe, share, comment on this podcast. Click the bell on YouTube so that you can get the notifications. In addition to that, I'm going live now both on my Instagram. Please do follow me on Instagram at Trisha Carr Charm, and you can find that in the description. And I'm going live right on the YouTube channel. Also check out the Lightshine podcast with myself and Crystal Ann Compton. All of these links are in the description and the show notes. And finally, thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Uh-huh.